You're listening to the Fashion Your Passion podcast. My name is Sammy Reyes, and as a college student and entrepreneur, I'm always looking for a little more passion in my life. On this podcast, my guests and I will teach you the tools to help you fashion your passion. Let's get to it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the podcast. I am super excited for this episode because I have Amber with me today, who is a PR guru. She is the founder of As Her Agency, or As Her PR rather, which is a PR agency based out of New York City. And I'm super excited because we're going to chat all about building a business, uh, living in New York City, and how she got into PR. So Amber, welcome to the show. Hello, I'm so glad to be here. Tell my listeners a little bit more about, you know, sort of what you do and a little bit more about who you are. Yeah, sure. So like you mentioned, I run Azure PR. It's a PR and digital marketing agency. And I try to work with female founders and minority owned founders of brands. And we just work to kind of even out the playing field in the media and kind of boost their media presence, get people to know who they are and really get to be creative with them. I love that so much. I think it's so needed in this space. And I'm glad that we're we're working on, uh, you know, breaking the mold and, and showing everyone. What has your journey been like to sort of go to you know, owning your own PR agency? Like, how did you get into PR in the first place? Where did you have a moment where you were like, you know, where maybe you you worked, you know, in-house for some time and then you decided to go on your own? What was that? Just what was the journey like? Well, it kind of happened really quickly. So I've always known I wanted to be in PR. I think when I was like 16, kind of figuring out what do I want to do with my life? My mom had always worked in fashion, worked closely with the PR department. And I was like, oh, that sounds cool. I love fashion. I love being creative. So I kind of pursued that from the get-go in college. That was my major. I got my master's in it. And I kind of did the traditional route, interned at a bunch of different agencies. And then post-grad, I worked in-house for a little bit for anthropology. And then I went on to a mid-sized agency. It was a great agency. I loved working there. I learned so much. But I always, in the back of my mind, wanted to be in fashion and beauty and be creative. And it wasn't the agency specific, but the clients that I was working with, they were already huge names. So it was like the need wasn't there to like mm-hmm. kind of do these out of the box thinking to help build your brand because everyone already knows who they were. So I kind of felt bored in my job and I was there for, I think it was a year to date and it was October, 2020. And I was like, I just don't feel it. I'm not enjoying it. I love PR. I'm not getting to be as active as I want. So I quit that job. I had the luxury of living at home at the time. And I was like, let me find a job that I really enjoy because I might like I don't want to be bored and hating my life when I love PR. So I started freelancing. And while I was looking for another job, I got to connect with a lot of really great brands. And I really focused solely on South Asian brands because I am South Asian and I just wish more people knew about our brands. Mm-hmm. And the ball, it was kind of like a snowball effect. It just kept growing and growing. I connected with a bunch of people. One of my clients was at New York Fashion Week and I connected with even more people. And at this time, I actually found another full-time job. I was working that and they kind of gave me an ultimatum. And they were like, do you want to work with us? Do you want to pursue your stuff? And I was like, I'm 20 
24 years old. This is going really well. If all else fails, I go back and get a new job. And I just kind of took the jump and I was like, let's turn this into an agency. And it's kind of flourished since then. The second I made that decision, everything fell into place. I've been getting steady clients and it just kind of grew and I've connected with so many amazing people. I had no plans to start an agency till maybe in my 30s. I was like, if I go the traditional route, you become VP, president, what do you do next? And I was like, okay, maybe then I'll start my own agency. But it's 10 years a little early and I kind of enjoy it. I don't think I'm going to go back to work in corporate, but that's kind of my whole journey. I love that because you sort of got a little taste of everything, if you will, (laughs) you know, and I think that that's obviously the decision to like, you know, leave a steady job and the secure job isn't easy. But I feel like once you get a taste of like what it is like, it makes that decision to like go off on your own a lot easier. And I think, you know, like, because for me, it's like, I'm, yes, I'm still in like college right now, but the fact that like I was able to work at a PR agency for the past year and a half was it it felt for me like that was that experience of like okay like I feel better like if after college like I just go off and do my own thing because I know what that's like and I know I can build something of my own based off of what I learned there and so I love how that progression sort of happened but I'm curious to know like in you know like obviously you said you were freelancing and then you just had those clients and just you know started the agency from there but from that point when you opened the agency like as an official agency and building all of that up how has that process been like what is what were sort of you know some points in the journey where they were like bigger obstacles than some some else and like how have what have you learned basically from this process and obviously there's probably a bunch of stuff but maybe like you know one or two big things that you've learned from building out a business? It sounds so cliche, but trusting your gut. When I launched the agency, I think I had two or three steady clients and that was October 2021 and our contracts were set to December. I had no idea if they were going to re-sign again for the new year. So I was really taking a risk, but it just felt right in that moment when I got that ultimatum and I was like, okay, I'll work hard with these three clients. And then, you know what? I can use November and December. Again, I'm living at home. I don't have that many bills. I just have my student loans and I've saved money from my previous job to support me for whatever I need. Let me use this to figure out what an agency should be like. I think I lucked out a little bit where I came from an agency experience. And I had a bunch of internships at small agencies where I was able to get really involved and kind of see the processes of everything. I didn't know like the financial stuff and the legal stuff, but I understood like, here's an organization structure. This is how you onboard a client. This is how you express the goals and everything. So I had that in the back of my mind and I kind of just created a giant Google doc with everything. January 1st or whatever that Monday was, I just hit the ground running, pitching hundreds of people, hundreds of brands, DMing everyone, connecting with a bunch of people in the space. And I think one of the best decisions of my life is I partnered with another digital marketing agency, Kahani Digital. We had never met before. This is maybe our second conversation and it just, we just felt like it clicked and we were like, okay, if you have digital marketing clients and if she's like, if you have clients want PR, we kind of just worked together, partnered up there and it just, everything just came flowing in. Our partnership has been incredible for the past eight months. 
I don't know if I would be where I am right now if it weren't for her and vice versa. I don't want to speak for her, but I'd like to think I benefited her in some way. But trusting my gut that I should do this, trusting my gut that I should use my past knowledge to build an agency and trusting my gut to make this business partnership has been the best thing ever. The second I doubt something, I'm like, okay, that's not it. The second I'm like, okay, I should launch this giant thing. I'm like, okay, let's do it. What's the steps to do it? So again, it's so cliche, but you just got to listen to yourself because you, you, your brain, your heart, your body knows what you need and what you should do. And you should trust it. Yeah, I agree. I have a friend right now who's like, trying to work two jobs and like one of them is benefiting her and one of them is not really benefiting her and i'm just like trying to tell her i'm like you know what to do but like you just need to like execute and actually do it she's like yeah i know but i'm like there's no buts like there's no none of that like just go for it and like you know if you need to bounce back you bounce back but you know you can work on that as you go yeah when i launched the agency I had that ultimatum and I went to my mom and my brother in the back of my mind. I knew quit the job, try out this freelance star agency. And I went to them and I was like, what do you think I should do? And they're like, Amber, you know what you should do. Quit the job. Just do it. Sometimes you just need someone who's going to listen to you and it just knows what you need to hear. And that will help you. But at the end of the day, you know what you need to do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I know. It's like you like want to do it, but you're like, I just need someone else to tell me that way. I know I'm not crazy. Yeah, exactly. What it is. Uh, I love that. What is something that like you wish you knew either like at the beginning of your PR journey in general or at the beginning of building out your business? I think knowing my worth mm-hmm. is something which is such a tough thing. Like it's so it's so much easier said than done. But one, it's hard to set rates as a freelancer whether you're an influencer an agency whatever it's so hard because you don't know and it's so hush hush so it was hard for me because when I started freelancing I was maybe a year two years into the professional world so in the back of my mind I'm like what the hell do I know why would anyone want to hire me but the more that I started working with clients and realizing that they can trust me and that I know what I'm doing, I realized, okay, I am worth this amount of money. I should be charging this. I had a coaching call and she was like, what are you doing? You have experience. You know what you're doing. You are the expert. They aren't. And I was like, oh, wait, you're right. Like they're hiring me for a reason. I am worth this amount. So knowing your worth is probably the one thing I wish I knew later on, but at the same time, I think it's something that everyone needs to learn at their own time. Yeah, absolutely. And like, I agree with you. It's like when, as like, you know, when you set a rate and like, as like clients start to like sort of bite onto that rate, then you're, then you gain that confidence of, okay, like I'm sort of in the right place, you know? And then like maybe six months down the line, you like raise it a little and like, they're still coming back to you and you're like, okay, like, this is working. Like this is, you know, sort of like where I want to go. And it's like, you can't like, it's like, it's so hard because like you said, it's like, you don't know if it's good or not until it actually goes through. You know, at the same time, it's like you can't, of course, it's like it's exciting to like sign all these new clients and like have this price like be, you know, sort of like, like, you know, you can trust yourself now in that aspect. But at the same time, it's like it's so hard to sort of separate your own self from that. Right. And be like, it's because of me that I'm not signing clients or it's because of me, you know, that this price isn't working or whatever it is. And like, have you had moments like that where like you've attached yourself to sort of like 
business transactions and like business ventures and stuff like that? Yeah, I found that a lot of times I was just kind of hesitant to kind of even give my rates to some people. I knew I was pretty solid. It's probably earlier in the year. I was pretty solid. I'm like, okay, I know my worth is this much, but it's been a while. I think it's time for me to grow, but I'm like, it's a risk to raise those rates. Mm -hmm. If people are paying you a thousand dollars to do this, it's hard to be like, well, actually now I'm charging 1500 because people are like, well, you were doing that before. Why do we need to pay you more? So I've always, I feel like a lot of times I've held myself back, back from raising my rates just because I don't feel like people will see the worth that I see in myself just because it can be that way. Some people really do believe in you. Some people don't understand the value of PR, which I totally understand. Not everyone gets it, but it's in those times where I'm like, remember that they're hiring you as the expert. You know what you're doing. Look how far you've come now. You've built this agency so far with how many years on your back? You, sh- you deserve that. So there's a lot of times where I'm just having like my own internal conversations and like boosting myself up while my other ha- side of my brain is trying to bring me down. And it's really like an internal battle. Yeah. I think like the biggest piece off of that, that like I learned, you know, when I was sort of like when I was in a client-based system was like, everyone's not for you. And like, that's okay. You know, because I feel like sometimes it's like you're, you know, you reach out to thousands and thousands of people and like, some people are hesitant but interested and you like hop on a call with them like you sort of explain to them exactly what you do and then they like don't sign with you and you're like wait a second you're like why did that happen for but it's like and then you like get you send a client the next day and it's like the perfect relationship like you know like you're just like you're over the moon with like the, the client the client's over the moon with like your work and it's it's a great time and it's like gosh it's a testament to like not everyone's for you like you're not going to drive with everyone like not everyone you know like if they want to go off and do their own thing and then who knows they can they can come crawling back to you like let them do that because you will gain something better from it down the line yeah and i think that's such a big learning curve when you're freelancing especially a service based like this is that i knew that I needed to make money. In my head, I was like, okay, I was making this amount at my corporate job. I need to make at least that much each month. So I was willing to work with anyone and everyone that was willing to pay me when I first started. And I found after a couple of months that like some partnerships weren't working out. It wasn't, it was anything terrible or bad, but like we just for lack of better words, didn't vibe. Like we didn't have the same vision. We didn't have the same understanding. And it was a big risk, but I was like, I'm sorry, we need to cut this contract short just because it's not being, it's not working for either party. And so I kind of learned after that to be a little pickier. Yes. At the end of the day, I want to make X amount of money each month, but if I'm working with a client that just doesn't get me or I don't get them and we just don't match up, it's more work on my end to try and make it work. And it's just, it just doesn't add up. So I've learned to be a little more picky, do a little bit more of like a vetting process. And I think my gut tuned in on it. on like, mm-hmm. what to look out for. What are the yellow flags? What are the red flags? What are the green flags? And that has been a big learning curve too. Yeah. I mean, I think it's so hard to like, cut have to like like go to a client and be like yeah like I cannot continue your contract you know and it's like it just like obviously like you want to like you know finish it out and like you know get paid and like do the work for them at the same time it's like your 
like the way you feel is so much more important than you know getting paid an extra like couple thousand dollars which sound in in itself sounds a little bit like why would you ever like you know like it doesn't make sense for some people but like when you're in like the pr space like it makes sense because of the amount of work you put in you know every day and you're committed to it yeah i kind of realized that when i was looking for a job when i first graduated i was kind of in the mindset i'll take anything like i just want a job at that point and then i was offered these jobs that i was just like i'm gonna hate that so then i kind of had to adopt that mentality where i was picky with the first job that i wanted so i'm like be picky with your clients it's not worth the effort sure it sounds like oh i'm missing a couple thousand dollars a month but at what expense you kind of it's a learning curve it's i totally lost where i was going with this thought but yeah you gotta be picky you don't want to ruin that business or personal relationship so i feel like it's better to kind of cut ties early on be like hey it's not nothing personal but i want us both to be successful and this isn't the way to do that yeah i agree i'm curious to know like you know because you have a lot of experience in pr but i feel like you know in the comparison to sort of I guess the rest of the PR world, you, you, you opened an agency very young and I'm curious to know, like, was that sort of like, did that, you know, sort of help you or was that sort of like, were people sort of like, Oh, like, you know, like you're too young to know how to like, you know, run my PR stuff like that. And how did that sort of play out in either, you know, signing clients or just like building a business and sort of becoming like, you know, being like, I am actually a legitimate business. Like you can, you know, trust me and like stuff like that. I'm kind of lucky where I haven't really had any pushback on my, for lack of better words, lack of experience. I think I, in my previous corporate experience, I had worked with really big brands. Like I said, I worked with anthropology. I worked with some really big uh, food and beverage brands. And so kind of bringing that to the table, being like, look, I've come from this corporate background. These are the projects we had worked on. This is the big name clients. And I feel like that kind of boosted my credibility there. And then I think it also helped that a lot of the brands I have been working with and reached out to were small businesses, trying to build up their social presence, trying to get really like hip and trendy brand awareness. And I think my age kind of benefited them. They don't want some 40, 50 year old, no offense, to kind of tap into the Gen Z market. I am, I think I am Gen Z, I'm 97, but I know what those trends are. I know how to do it. I'm up to date with what's going on in the media and social media. So I think my age actually kind of worked to my benefit, Mm -hmm. but I feel like that might be a rare case. Yeah, I mean, I feel like, I don't know, I feel like if, like, sort of the brands that you are, you know, your, like, ideal client, I feel like that's sort of, like, your age works your benefit in that case, you know, but I feel like if you're going, if you were going after, like, the massive, like, big-ass beauty companies and stuff like that, then they'd be like, mm, like, let's, you know, pause on that one, but I mean, I think it works perfect, I was just, you know, curious, you know, everyone's story is different, but you are based out of New York City, um, mm-hmm. and then, I'm curious to know sort of like why you chose that city for um, because a lot of people, you know, they choose sort of like where they want to live based off of like what industry they want to go to or sometimes it's like, you know, family and stuff like that. So I'm curious to know, like, you know, why you chose to, you know, be based out of New York City and like, has it, you know, 
helped you to like network and like gain clients and stuff like that um and sort of just what has your experience been like in you know new york city yeah i mean again lucky in the fact that i'm from this area i've moved around a bunch but the east coast is where i'm from so i went to college in jersey and new york is where i first grew up moved around pennsylvania jersey new york have been all over those places in the past 24 25 years Mm -hmm. so it worked out that it was just made sense to go to New York. I was never a Philadelphia girl, to be honest. It's just not my cup of tea. I'm a New York girl through and through. So it only made sense to be there. And I will say, I think it has really benefited me. Like I said, in August of 2020, September of 2021, my client went to Fashion Week and that's where I made so many more connections. And that's kind of where the snowball really built up. And I don't think if I hadn't been in your fashion week, I would be where I am today. I think I was able to make great connections, make supporting supportive friendships and just kind of get my name out there and people interested. And New York definitely was a big benefit to that. Yeah. Being in New York, especially in like fashion and beauty and all of that is like, that's like the place to be, um, you know, and I think sometimes like people, even who like don't really like city life they like go there and they're like i need to be here for my industry and i'm like yeah like you should be there like that's really you know where you're gonna like uh flourish and thrive i'm curious to know a little bit more about like how like when you first started your own agency and like you went out and you were networking and trying to like you know build it up into so for everyone else to seem like it's a legitimate business right and trying to get clients how did you sort of maintain or build up like your confidence level and like what you do and like was there anything like specifically you did in order to like you know be able to walk into a room and like talk to certain people and be like hi like i have this pr agency i would love to you know have you as a client I think I naturally am just a pretty confident person. I'm a Libra, so I'm a social butterfly. I'll talk to anyone and everyone when I walk in a room. So I've gone up to people without the intention of trying to sell myself or create a network or anything. So it's really worked out where I've just talked to people and they're like, oh, what do you do? And it just naturally comes up. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I've been lucky that some of my clients are very just like, communicative where they'll be like, oh, this is great. Thank you so much. And I am a words of affirmation girly through and through. I just need a little positive reinforcement and I can power through. So it's good that I, a lot of my beginning clients, whenever we got like a press placement or we made some major movement with some social media stuff, they've been like, oh my God, this is incredible. Oh my God, thank you so much. And I'm like, okay, they're happy. That makes me happy. And that has just continuously built up my confidence. And then also working with Kahani Digital, she, like I said, she has been so amazing this entire journey. And her and I have both helped each other out. And we've also both been each other's hype women. So like when we're going on like a sales call, we'll hype each other up. You got this, whatever we need. And I think that's really helpful. I've been surrounded by people who are hyping me up and making me feel good as someone who needs those words. And I also have clients and then just my blind optimism. It's all been a good recipe to keep me confident through trying to sell myself. I love that so much. That is like I mean, I wish I was like a social butterfly like that. Like that would it would just benefit me so much, but uh not really the type. So it's yeah, 
it's a it's a little bit more work to go out there and be like hi you know and like <laughs> all of that stuff but i mean yeah like i i definitely think yeah having people in your circle to empower you is huge um and even like if they're not in the same industry as you it's like just having people who are like yeah like i don't understand exactly what you do but like it sounds like you're doing good so like i'm just gonna like you know like be like okay yeah like you're doing good so it's fine um what would you say to someone who just wants to start something or wants to like take a leap in you know in their job or or after college or, or something like that but they don't feel like they are either good enough or they feel like you know some part of their identity won't um won't allow them to be seen as like the person that they are another cliche but i think you should just do it and i'm not saying start a business and don't try to make any other money like that's the only thing i came from i was had the luxury of living at home i had savings from my previous job and i had previous experience which set me up if it hadn't been for that i don't think i would be where i am so if you want to start freelancing maybe work at a corporate job, get some experience there, save some money, and then have some fun on the side to help build out that company. It doesn't need to be perfect when you launch. I think you should just launch and then perfect it as it goes, because there are so many things that I have just done. My website, it was the most random thing I put together, but I just needed my name, agency's name and services and an email. And then like three months later, I worked with an actual graphic designer to make it look good. Same with our social media, same with our organization structure. Everything that I've done with my agency, I've just had a rough outline of what I want to do because I am a planner, but I also need to be a little impulsive sometimes. So I have a rough outline of what I want to do and then I just launch it. Once it's in action, then you know where you need to fine tune things. So that's my recommendation. Just do it, perfect it later. I love that. That is perfect. And I agree with that. There has been a lot of things that I've done and I just, you know, threw it out into the world. And then I like figured everything out else out later. Like this podcast, for example, like I started this as like some like random like high school project. And then, you know, as I've got along these past four years, like I've like learned how to fine tune it, you know, upgraded a bunch of things. Like now I can actually like, you know, talk to someone without like flipping out. Like it's a whole thing, you know, like the, the progress is there. Yeah. Um, and I feel like we again it's so easy said than done but we doubt ourselves so much of if we're ready or not you need to trust that you are ready if you have the thought in your mind you're probably ready to do it already so just jump into it and see where it takes you yeah absolutely i want to roll into the final question of this podcast this is a question that i've asked every single guest who has ever been on and that is based off of the title of this podcast what is one tip that you would give those who are dreaming based off of how you have fashioned your passion i would say I feel like it kind of goes into what my last answer was to your last question, but I think you're more ready than you realize. So you should jump into your passion. Mm-hmm. Your passion doesn't need to be your job. It doesn't have to be a full-time thing, but jump into it. If you've been waiting to paint a mural, start practicing, just jump into it, mm-hmm. check, 
train your technique, anything you need to do. It doesn't need to be anything crazy. It doesn't need to be perfect, but just do it and make sure you're having fun. The second you're not having fun, that's when you need to take a step back and look at your life and see what do you need to change. I love that answer so much. That is like, it just, it hits my soul for sure. Amber, this has been an incredible conversation. I've learned so much and I'm sure my listeners will as well. Let everyone know where they can find you on the web, on social, all of the places. All right. Well, it's been so nice being on here. You can find me at Miss Amber Sabri on Instagram for my personal one. You can find my agency at As Her Public Relations on Instagram. The website is As Her PR. And oh, I'm on TikTok, but it's nothing serious. They're actually kind of embarrassing. So maybe don't find me on TikTok. <laughs> yes. And all of those links will be down below. That way you can easily go and find her. Amber, thank you so much again for being on today. And for those of you listening. I will talk to you guys next week.